The following podcast is brought to you by the Ebb Tide Treatment Center. Many people wrestle with addiction. You don't have to. Reach out to the Ebb Tide Treatment Center, where they wish to empower each individual encountered with the support, hope, and tools required for long-term sobriety. Priding themselves on providing the best possible treatment experience for you and your loved ones based on unique needs. They're committed to breaking the stigma that plagues those suffering with addiction and their families by educating and bringing awareness to the community. The Ebb Tide Treatment Center provides individual and group therapy, multiple recovery pathways for support, evidence-based clinical support, integrated aftercare social reintegration, personalized treatment planning, program addressing whole life health and Vivitrol program all available. If you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, reach out to them at EBB tide tc.com or call Once again, everybody, thanks for listening to AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Before we get into this week's episode, as always, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors that help us bring the show to you for free each and every week. Firstly, thanks to Angelo's Pizza. They're feeding us here as they always do while we record, and they, of course, bring pizza to you at our live events at Mount Carmel. If you want to try more of their pizza or anything else on their menu, it's all delicious. Head to Angelo's on Madison Avenue in Lakewood, Ohio. And thanks to Smart Mark Video, they record all of our live events. And if you want to relive any of those or watch them for the first time, you can purchase that on DVD or digital download from smartmarkvideo.com. And additionally, head to powerbomb.tv, sign up using the code ABSOLUTE, and you will get a 20-day trial for free. And then stick around and just keep watching the shows that we put out there from the AIW archives. And as always, thanks to Jack Prince, who helps take care of all of our printing and graphic design needs. They can do all of that and more for you, whether it be banners, t-shirts, business cards, flyers, everything and anything. For all that they have to offer, head to jackprince.com. That's J-A-K, Prince.com. That's right, and that voice that you heard is none other than Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham. And, of course, joined, as always, by AIW owner John Thorne. My name is Steve Guy. I am your moderator of sorts. And uh, on this week's episode... It's Christmas. It's Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. Happy holidays? Merry Christmas. Oh, didn't you hear? Merry Christmas is back, is what everybody... Donald Trump never left. Merry Christmas. I know. I don't... I know. Too much... You guys are making this podcast too too political. political. (laughs) So, uh, on this holiday extravaganza of sorts uh with the year winding down as we come to our last show uh this friday december 29th uh don't forget if you haven't gotten tickets yet get them come masters see, of the universe come see Psycho rulers, of, rulers the world. of the universe what rulers of the world rulers of the world yeah jesus damn. Oh, my bad not trying to get sued. i'm gonna fucking i hope sid rules your world on fucking friday oh <laughs> oh my no so anyway, it's kind of a year in review is what we decided to do with this episode. It's Monday. It's Christmas Day. Yeah. Nobody's going to be listening to this podcast probably yeah. right now. Hopefully you're listening to us while opening presents. And got that. Driving to a family member's for a nice holiday meal. Yeah. Got that nice new BB gun you always wanted. Red Rider. That's right, buddy. I just want to say, I just want to say a fucking Christmas story. Most overrated Christmas movie of all time. I don't get it. Sucks. I don't care. I, I mean, I story. like it, but yeah, I don't think that it's fuck that. Uh, I'm a more of a four Christmases guy. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, uh, is that Vince Vaughn? Right, Fred Claus. Fred Claus. Like Fred Claus. Yeah, that's good too. What's, wasn't Vince Vaughn four Christmases? And Fred Claus. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm so about Elf. Tim man. McGraw was in four Christmases too. Elf. Elf. Elf is a good one. I like Elf. You look like Elf. I, I, what? I, I do. A, I got an Elf onesie. 
No joke. That's too much information, Steve. Well, just saying. Like a pajamas. Yeah, I know. We don't yeah. go over wardrobe. Got bought for me as a gift. All right. Anyway. Let's move on. All right. Happy holidays. Happy everybody. holidays, everybody. From us to you. <laughs> so, this year we saw, obviously, as you all know, and if you are an avid AIW fan, or maybe you're just a casual fan, you probably know that this was a year transition for us. Um, I mean, maybe that's that's probably where we start, if anything, because uh, with the loss of our good friend Chandler Biggins, we had transitions to make on the business side of things. But for John and I, it was kind of a transition with this podcast, even because we didn't have was, uh, the three man crew here. Yeah, it's it. So I guess that's going to be the uh, probably we're we're going to cover is just like a year. You know, just some review here. Yeah. All right. You're the moderator. Yeah. It's your sort. your world. You're, you're sorting through it. We're reviewing things. All right. Uh, yeah, I think the podcast has probably been uh, among probably the more stressful of the transitions because it's like I'm juggling all the other stuff uh, on top of real life stuff and a job and, you know, just uh, trying to maintain some form of sanity in within the real civilian world uh and then like this podcast is like really the only thing outside of an actual show that has like a deadline like it needs to get done right you know what i mean like it needs to be out every monday because if it's not out on monday you know like it's all about consistency and yeah. uh you know, if it's not out on Monday, you know, like, it, and I put it off until Tuesday, I, even though a lot of people probably don't even listen to it, like, right at first, you know what I mean? Uh, it's still, like, all about just having that, like, you know, uh, for those people that do expect it every Monday, like, you you have to have it there. It's like, you know, what if, you know, you wanted to, you went to go watch, you know, a football game, and they're like, nah, not, I don't know, it's going to be on tomorrow now, you know? Right. Uh, so... That's provided quite a bit of stress to, uh, you know, try to juggle all these things and then have like, fuck, you know what I mean? Here I am at like Sunday night at like 10 p.m. and I'm like, I gotta get, I gotta get the podcast out, you know? Like, yeah. uh, so it's like not only getting it recorded, but getting it produced and edited and, you know what I mean? Uploaded. And, you know, uh, it's been a transition just even doing it without Chandler Biggins. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I feel like, you know, there's definitely been like a, a missing kind of piece to it that we haven't really totally found as of yet. You know, we, we've done a lot of rotating things just to kind of uh, do do the best that, that we can with it. And, well, you know, some of our favorite moments were just riling up Chandler. Right. I, I just mean, feel like quotables were great. I feel like there was like a there was like a certain just different uh, tone to every podcast and, you know, feel to them all. Yeah. So uh, that's that's been that's been difficult, difficult to kind of like keep it going, knowing that that's never going to that that's never going to return. And like the, no matter who is in the rotating seat, like it's never going to be that kind of like rapport. Yeah. Yeah. It's well stated. I mean, the rapport was. It was fun. I mean, it was a blast. And it's like, it's, you know, I, different. You're right. that, you know, that was like, you know, my best friend for like, you know, over a decade. So it's like we yeah. could bust each other's balls and like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we, we know we knew how far to push each other. And like we knew the little inside secrets, you know what I mean? Like the werewolf thing and stuff like right. that, you know, like how to like, you know, really like really kind of create some magical audio, so to speak, you know, to where it's like. You know, now it's like, you know, how much do I really know about Dr. Dan to, like, bust his balls? And is Dr. Dan going to bust my balls back equally? Probably not. And is it going to be okay to bust his balls? So they get a little timid sometimes. I don't know quite where that line is, like he was saying with Biggins. It's kind of, it's a hard thing to gauge, especially, like, I've only known Thorne on a personal level probably about a year and a half. Known him for about three now, but it's... Long enough to call him Pete. (laughs) (laughs) Pete. Hot Pete. Long enough to call him Pete. That'll be an ongoing one. I mean, I feel like, honestly, like when the Duke is on, that's probably the closest it is. Yeah. But fucking, the people hate the Duke. So, like, those those shows. Our ratings don't do good. Those shows are, are, like, they are killers in in the downloads. Even though I feel like they are some of the best audio that we've created. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I mean, the Q&A episode was great. Uh, People don't want to listen because it's the Duke and... He's a very polarizing figure. I think that if they 
here's the thing, people. You need to listen to that Q&A episode because I think that it will give you a different perception of the Duke. I think the Duke is so vocal online about his politics and you yeah. know, his, his things that that just makes people not want to get to know who Duke the actual person is. They want to associate him with whatever his political views are online and the things that he says. So they're just like, oh, fuck that guy. I'm not going to you know, dedicate 30 minutes of my day to him. But uh, I do feel that it is some of the best audio that you know, we, we've, we've had uh, you know, during this you know, transitional period of you know, trying, to, uh, trying to keep the, the vibe and the fun of the podcast going while also you know, treating it for what it is for it, which is you know, discussing the business and the shows and stuff and right. giving the insight. Uh, I just, you know, those fucking, those Duke episodes, man, it's like, and it's like, you know, you talk about trickle down economics or whatever, you know, uh, <laughs> that's trickle down bad downloads. Cause it's like when the, when the Duke is on, you know, it's like, boom, that tanks. And then like the next two weeks are like tank, tank equally, you know, maybe we just don't put him in the description and then it's just a surprise <laughs> that he's on there. Yeah, I think, yeah. You just don't mention his name in the beginning when he starts talking. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, there he is. Yeah, I think we're going to have to say, like, you know, fucking, uh, you know, Hornswoggle is back every week and that's really the dude. <laughs> exactly. We'll just do that. Uh, I mean, business side, definitely, obviously, like we said, transition. I feel like we're busier as, like, somehow we evolved into more of businessmen well, this year does that make sense yeah like we're still not quite there but we're i'm def- there i don't think i'll ever actually be a businessman like <laughs> ever like uh i just you know there's only there, like uh, there's only so much you could do with just you know <laughs> trying to trying to learn as this as this evolves or whatever but uh i think uh i was forced to become more of a businessman because uh you know, forever the duties were always split between at least myself and Chandler. Uh, there's, you know, throughout the years there have been other parties that have come in and out, but it's always been constantly me and myself and Chandler. So uh, the thing that was difficult is like what I did, he didn't do, and you know what he did, I didn't do, and there yeah. was like it, it was like you know, hey, is this done yet? Oh, is this done? Yeah, okay, you know what I mean. Uh, and uh, so that was kind of like the biggest part of like, because I was always scared of being around the money. I was terrified of the money because I fucking, you know. Made a little real. Well, not only did it make it real, it was like, you know, I'm staring in the face of like real life issues too. You know what I mean? Of like rent and bills and like, uh, you know, just the reality of like, fuck like uh, this is how much is my personal bank account like if this goes bad i can't cover this part of the business you know what i mean it's very yeah very like stressful endeavor and on top of the fact that i didn't want to have access to like those amounts of money for like moments of stupidity <laughs> you know <laughs> like i i, I made I, I put a i put a fail safe safe system in place to where i could never get to it no matter what kind of predicament i found myself in uh and uh you know so that has been an eye-opening experience as far as okay now i have to uh, now i not only do i have to face those realities of the money i have to try to manage that money and uh, you know try to make sure that money is is always going to be there and make sure these shows are profitable because before myself and Chandler, we never, this sounds, you know, this sounds dumb, but if you've listened to this podcast from day one, we never got in this to be a businessman, you know? Right. Uh, we got in this to promote wrestling shows and it was like, we're going to ride it till it dies pretty much. And, you know, then we're going to figure it out after the fact. Well, like now I know that I have to run these shows more like a business and run these shows to be more profitable, which kind of takes a lot of the fun out of it you know yeah i will say speaking of fun and money the one wise business decision that you did do to uh keep yourself in check is pedro being the money man on show day pedro's a life giving here is the after party envelope this is all you can spend yeah <laughs> like yeah. a little allowance for you yeah. fiscally responsible that's right you know like uh <laughs> fucking 
you know, AIW's kind of set, kind of set up like a uh, like an organized crime situation now. You know, like <laughs> like Pedro Pedro is Pedro's my uh, what is that like consigliere? You know, yeah. like he's like he's like my right hand man. You know, and like. <laughs> Uh, everything goes through Pager before it comes through me, and Pager just slides. He just he just slides me a little envelope, and he says, "This is all you can have for the after party because, you know, uh, I I do have to be responsible for all the show money now, you know, right? And, and be accounted for it." But Pedro says, "Here, this is all that you are allowed to have," uh, and uh, that is a that is a system that was his idea that I would have never ever in a million years <laughs> said I'm gonna give myself this money for an after party but it is surprisingly very successful move on his part yeah it was a good call i mean it doesn't work so well when you walk into the bar and say give me a hundred dollars in shots well i mean <laughs> i got an allowance <laughs> in the budget i got an allowance yeah that's fair. but uh you know pedro I, I guess you know i don't think we've discussed how much of a saving grace pedro has been in this whole process yeah. Uh, because, you know, Pedro was basically out. You know what I mean? He right. had, you know, he had retired uh, other than, you know, coming back here and there uh, for like surprise ring announcing appearances. Uh, he had retired. Uh, you know, he had gotten himself uh, a really good real life job and he had a he had a kid with his wife. And, you know, he was basically, you know, he had found his exit plan from from wrestling. You know, yeah. it was it, he was out. And uh you know the the second that Chandler got sick, uh, I was just you know I was just talking to him and explaining it to him. You know because you know Pedro was always very, you know he was always like the you know the third guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. In, the, in the circle, he was never around. Like he's never around socially a lot. You know what I mean? But he was always in the mix of everything that was going on, especially at the shows, um, and like what we wanted and how we wanted it. And he he just knows how we do things. You know. Um, and you know Pedro was a guy that Chandler personally took out of the crowd at, from Cleveland All Pro and was like, "Hey, you know, like, uh, come help, come help out." You know what I mean? Like, because mm-hmm. he knew it was Pedro's dream to be in wrestling, and he found his way in. So he, you know, he was doing this for, you know, for Pedro. Um, so Pedro's been involved. You know, he came on board virtually as soon as Chandler Biggins came on board, uh, just based on their friendship. So. Just by ta- just by talking to Pedro about, you know, Chandler is sick and this is what's happening, and uh, he was like, "Hey, I know you're not going to trust anybody with touching the money. Please let me come and and help." And at first, it was going to be like, uh, you know, it was just going to be like a you know until Chandler got better sort of thing, and then it right. turned into you know I'm here for. As long as you need, which has been a, a, a total lifesaver, you know, like, and I, I've gotten more of like, you know, I provide, I give him some documents and uh, I say, you know, here's the payroll and here's this and here's that. And, uh, you know, he handles, he handles all, you know, every, everything from there and runs the door and uh, he works like a madman on these, on these show days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, uh now, if anything happens to Pedro, then that's probably going to be that. That is probably going to be uh, really the the death of AIW because I just don't know how how we recover from that as you know as well. Well, as we talk about uh, transition and different things that occurred, happen uh, a new thing that came about in 2017. A little later on is uh, the introduction of Powerbomb TV. Yeah, I mean that's more of like a recent. A recent kind of development in the last, you know, two or three months. But you know, the, this is where the industry is is going. You know, yeah. uh, however, it's it's not. I don't think it's ever gonna one hundred percent go that route. Um, and uh, you know, Powerbomb TV had been pursuing us since before they even launched. Uh, I've been, you know, I've been talking to to adam lash and uh jerry about you know coming on board it was just it it was something that i was very hesitant to just because you know uh, people i i say that i've said this numerous times on this podcast but like when smart mark video sends us our breakdown every month we always sell more dvds than any digital anything or streaming anything so uh, I do understand that there is a, a vast contingent of people that do want to view wrestling that way. But like, uh, I like, I view technology in a very strange way. And that is if the old lady 
that I share an office with at work understands streaming, then I'll get on board. But if she is totally oblivious to it, I'm going to be a little hesitant to just go all in on that, you know, <laughs> because like, uh, you know, the, the world, you know, the world isn't full of, you know, teenagers and 20 somethings, you know, like the yeah. world is full of right. all ages. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I'm not saying that the 45 year old lady in my office is going to be wanting to watch wrestling at, at all. But for you, just 45, you just made her sound like she was 70. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, that's older, you know, middle aged. Uh, but uh you know if you're hey if you're if you're the duke's age or older you know that's 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 what i'm uh that's what you're calling old yeah yeah all right that's what i'm calling old but that's you know it's like if they can understand the concept then i'm like yeah but like if you say like hey you can you can buy this movie and watch it on your phone and they go i don't know what the fuck you're talking about like i just want to go to Redbox. like that you're going to run into that a lot more than you think, you know, like, yeah. uh, but I feel like a lot of wrestling people and promoters and stuff like that, they get so wrapped up in like, what's the cool now thing that they fail to realize that like the way things have been running forever is a lot more like universally accepted form of how to, you know, do things. Right. So I, I just went off on a little tangent there, but that's really how I, that's honestly how I, how I gauge things. It's like, you know, is this, is this woman at my work going to understand this concept or is it going to be totally like, you know, doing like calculus, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's no, fair. Um, does that make sense? Is that, oh yeah. Yeah. Dr. Well, Dan, you're a doctor. Yeah. I am. What do you think? That makes a lot of sense because at the end of the day, no matter what, because that's only a chunk of the people you're marketing to the 20 somethings and the teenagers like if you went like if you're on like uh say you know it's it's christmas day right Mm -hmm. you know uh and you say hey you know uncle jim you can download my my last wrestling match so you gonna even know what the fuck that means probably not but exactly (laughs) exactly but i got this dvd here want to watch it yeah put it in right everybody knows what a dvd is yeah so but like i'll say that to the end of time like that we always sell more DVDs. So I view Powerbomb TV as a way to kind of diversify how we're offering things, but like not go all in on it, you know? And it's like, and that's why a lot of it is also older titles. Cause it's like, that's kind of like, you could see different eras of AIW and see yeah. the growth in the, how much it really changed where we came from and, where we've gone and like it gives you a good vast kind of like you know a brief overview of the entire you know duration of this company that's been around you know been around for almost 15 years at this point hey there everybody it's alex worldwide keller here to tell you all about at thrift store jobber and he's got a doozy for you this week that's right, more than just a pretty face, doesn't look bad in a bikini, it's Tori Wilson with a lovely shirt from the late 90s, size medium. You got the body, you got the face. Everyone knows you're the coolest guy at the place when you're rocking this dealio. So, check him out on Instagram, Etsy, eBay, etc. And use promo code WORLDWIDE to get 10% off your order. talk about transition and keep going with that theme 2017 also saw the transition of us leaving one destination for an after party and heading into another so the mahals or mahals i still don't think we ever figured out how to say it i call mahals i call it mahals but the mahals era of after parties ended and then we went into the fun house (coughs) Uh, we had a good run mahals i think never fully uh embraced us embraced us or wanted <laughs> us there like i think lauren uh you know the girl that was that you know set these up and she you know she comes to aiw 
and uh, she was, you know, booking events for Mahal's and, you know, running a lot of things at Mahal's. She understood the value of it and she wanted that value for the bar. I don't think the rest of the bar was prepared, gave a fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think or they were prepared. They just didn't care. They didn't care. They wanted their. They wanted to serve their people, and they didn't want. Uh, they didn't want all these fucking wrestling people coming in there and packing their bar. You know, like which is kind of mind blowing because it's like they're going to be making money, more money, and making yeah. different tips. But you know, I just don't think they gave a fuck. You know, I I know that I could sit there for you know thirty five minutes without getting a drink. You know, I I, I remember after uh, jail it. I'm I, I'm standing there with li- literally two one hundred dollar bills in my hand, just waving them around, and like I got absolutely no service. Uh, <laughs> but you know that's just it. It is it is what it is. I think you know I think Funhouse is a lot better suited for the AEW fan culture, right? Um, and uh, you know it's it's closer, and it's you know they actually i think wants us there and you know yeah you know want to uh you know they they appreciate the business they're not necessarily prepared every time we're in there however that doesn't mean that they don't want us there i think they're more of like being overwhelmed than being like fuck these wrestling people i'm we're serving our regulars yeah sometimes they just don't uh predict they just predict incorrectly and we have more people than they thought uh, and it's I not think, a bad problem to have. No, really th- not. You know, and I think it's ultimately, you know, up to the fans. And um, I know Mahal's had a lot more room to spread out and stuff. And uh, I, I think that that additional room created room for additional uh, mischief beha- mischievous behavior from the likes of people like Hornswoggle. Oh. Um, and there's a lot more trouble to be found at Mahal's uh, than at... Uh, at the fun house. Yeah. You know, people not trying to take bowling balls and put them in toilets. Go bowling at two in the morning. Go try bowling at two in the morning when they're closing. That can't happen at the fun house. Uh, He's a really hard to pick up. You know, the Mahal's is where Kenny Wang became a superstar, though. Yeah. Uh, and new Kenny. At, and uh, new Kenny. For a short time. That's right. So there was that at Mahal's, but you're right. I mean, that was a lot more mischief because... <clears throat> and I think, you know... Funhouse has some games and some things to do. It's like idle hands, you know what I mean? Like, like there's a lot more room for mischief at Mahal's. However, there's a lot more, uh, you know, ways to keep the wrestlers and the fans entertained before, at, Funhouse. at Funhouse before things get yeah out of control, keeping you know? them out of trouble. Yeah, uh, more and, activities. Yeah, yeah, more, more room, less room for activities. Less room but for more activities. activities. Right, exactly. <laughs> So, uh, you know, I, I think the last draw at Mahal's was the night uh, of the birth of New Kenny drinking the flower water and eating the fucking ginger roots. And uh, I think at that point they about had enough of us. Plus, you know, Lauren stopped working there, too. So we didn't yeah. really we didn't really have anybody back in our case. <laughs> the relationship was a little fractured at that point. Nobody uh, supporting us at that point. I didn't even order. I didn't even show up to try to get whatever the last after party money was because I just knew, <laughs> just knew it wasn't happening. Well, you also try to take somebody's bike. <laughs> After that one, allegedly, man. allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> and the allegedly crossbody a tree. That tree's still there, so well, of course it's there. That was before I was hitting the gym, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get to the heart of the matter, man. Let's get to the heart of the matter. Uh, the payoffs, the payoffs, the payoffs at uh, at Funhouse are equal. That's the heart of the matter. So, uh, yeah, you know, exactly right. Win win. And the. Uh, been an overwhelming success. I've yet to attend a uh, fun house after party, but from you, fuck, you oh. fucking shouldn't. <laughs> I have been well behaved. <laughs> fucking degenerate drinker. Been well behaved. Oh, that, not at hell on earth. You were fucking. You dabbling in the fucking three beer beers. Tub. I was fine. Three beers sometimes is enough for you, brother. Two and, beer and, limit, and I and I didn't get into the Tito's. What's Frankie Flynn's rule? Two drink minimum. It used to be two drink minimum. Yeah, and you saw what fucking happened to him. He wound up with hair extensions when he surpassed that. Yeah, true. Yeah. It's not good. Cole Cabana's favorite thing in professional wrestling for a day is Frankie Flynn's hair extensions. Dude, you want to talk about a year in review. Let's just go to the <laughs> Just get Frankie Flynn. <laughs> Frankie Flynn's year in review. <laughs> Frankie Flynn suffers an injury, and he lost his mind. Was that the over the s- s- spring, summer? Spring? No, the injury was 
uh, at the end of fall into winter in 2016. Okay, so, yeah, so, going, so yeah. going into 2017 is when he really lost his Dark Spiral, mind. he wrote a play, yeah. got hair extensions. Dude, I remember we went to a ring rental, and I got there a little later than you guys, and uh, Frankie Flynn is fucking hammered, and I, I go, what is going on? He just like shows me this, like it was like a Windex bottle that he had filled with fucking alcohol that he found at his grandma's house. He and, smelled like blue Jolly Ranchers. Yeah, and I think he just mixed the alcohol in the fucking Windex and was drinking that. <laughs> and uh, he had hair extensions. And I go, what the fuck is going on, man? Like, this is... You want to talk about a year in review. Frankie Flynn hair extension era is the weirdest shit that happened in the entire year. And he developed such a bad alcohol problem because he was so depressed because he couldn't wrestle. He just found himself in a... He just... You want to talk about a dark spiral, man. And then he, he, found, he found his way out, though. Now the, he's got the production going. Yeah, he found his way out because he was cleared to finally wrestle again. And he was... He felt, he felt alive. What a year. Took PB Smooth down. That's how mad he was. Yeah. And you want to know what fucking got him back in the game? Getting rid of those fucking atrocious hair extensions that he had. <laughs> The heart of the matter is and, and one do oppor- not get hair extensions. And one opportunity to be a lucha wrestler at a birthday party. <laughs> yeah, like fucking <laughs> like uh, I, I've just I've just been brought up a photograph of fucking Frankie Flint's hair extensions, man. Uh, you know this is this is from uh, you know I, I believe the Teddy Hart fucking uh, no this isn't Teddy Hart this is later than Teddy Hart but this is at Cal Corral's. Uh, I'm, this photo I've been showing, it looks like Frankie Flynn is wearing a black karate gi, and uh, he has uh, he has hair extensions in. Uh, it's on my personal Instagram, John Thord AIW. Uh, get my fo- get my follower game up. It was posted on November twenty third, twenty sixteen. Yeah. So right around then. So uh, you know he he rocked those extensions for months though. Yeah, well into in, into the new year. Yeah, into the new year. Start and then the, the one year. day he came in. Uh, came into training with uh, no hair extensions and a clean-shaven Frankie Flynn. It was like a whole new person had been born again. It's crazy. Like he, the Frankie Flynn that debuted in AIW. Yeah, born again. Except he was a brunette instead of a redhead. Strange guy, man. Strange bird. Well, since you brought up the school and uh, seminars, one thing, we, we did switch schools in 2017. Yeah. Uh, now it's a wonderful old-school Iron Gym. Well, that was more of an old-school Iron Gym kind of absorbed and Absorbing, purchased yeah. the Cal Corral's gym, which, uh, you know, that's where we, we were training at the time. Uh, but there was a refocus into the AIW Academy, I would say, in 2017. Uh, yeah, you know, it's just uh, in the in the quest to become more fiscally responsible, uh, as I like to say, um, that meant putting a lot more focus on the school and – uh, the school isn't necessarily a profitable endeavor, but it becomes profitable once these guys start uh, sh- proving that they deserve spots on the shows. You know what I mean? Um, and then in turn, you know, that's what makes the school profitable. And then it's, you know, it's it, it's been a long kind of process to get it to that to that point. But, you know, now we're we've put a, a like a, like you said a refocus on it and we started investing in big big time seminars to come in right. uh, throughout the year um cuz with you know with Johnny Gargano uh getting signed and having to move and Candice LeRae moving with him um you know uh, the a, a lot of the a lot of the tasks of the school have fallen on you know the the longer t- you know tenured students and the more advanced students to kind of teach from a curriculum that Johnny Gargano, you know, put together. Um, but that, you know, it, it, as good as that is, and, you know, I go there and other, you know, other kind of more advanced uh, wrestlers in the area go and help out. But as good as that is, it's not going to be as great as when Johnny Gargano was there every single day. So we've been investing a lot in bringing in, you know, seminar guys. And, um, you know, I, I made – a connection with you know with WWE about you know bringing in uh, certain people to to help train and do seminars and uh, I think it's been very beneficial for the people that have done them um, you know Arn Anderson Dean Malenko uh, and then you know we also had you know Jimmy Jacobs come in and uh, Ethan Page did a seminar and we've Glacier done did a seminar. you know Glacier, Glacier did, did a seminar 
you know, he still talk. I still don't agree with how he taught those running the ropes. But <laughs> hey, hey, if Regal sees you run the ropes like that, he's going to know you trained at the power plant. Yeah. That's what Glacier kept saying. Oh, I'm right. like, didn't the power plant close in 1999? Yeah, I don't think you want him to know you trained at the power plant. <laughs> but uh, you know, there's been a refocus on it, and uh, we're still, you know, accepting students. Um, if you know. You want to train to be a student, you know, it's Christmas Day, you know, no better no better time than to uh, ask your parents for uh, That's right. some money to uh, to sign up to be a pro wrestler. Email AIW at AIWrestling.com. Uh, you know, we have, uh, we're training four days a week now. Um, that's another thing that we, we did. We, we split it up and added days. Uh, so, you know, Mondays and Wednesdays are for, you know, beginners and very basic things. And uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays are for the more advanced guys that are, you know, doing matches and going out and traveling. Uh, that's another thing too. Is uh, you know, with with Dom, it, you know, kind of uh, he he's kind of like an alpha, as we've discovered. Uh, you know, and he just takes charge of things because of his years of jujitsu coaching and uh, competition. So the thing that's been great about that is. You know, when he's getting booked, he's also saying, hey, you know, I can bring five other guys with me, you know. So these guys have been traveling probably more than, you know, a lot of a lot of, you know, students at their level should have any right to be, which is really good. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, they're wrestling almost every single weekend in in different states. And, uh, you know, they're not uh, they're The thing that's great is, you know, if they were fucking up, uh, I would hear about it, you know, and the AIW would hear about it. But. Uh, you know, they've been getting a lot of praise. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's been going very well. And I think the refocusing on the school has, has really, uh, you know, shown not only in AIW and AIW shows, but these shows that they're all traveling around to, you know, to do, you know, they're going to Tennessee and Indiana and New York and all these, you know, all these different places. Um, and, uh, you know, New Jersey. And I, I think it's all, um, been very positive feedback for the most part for all of them. So I, I, I think that the refocus on the school has definitely shown. Dr. Dan, not only are you a man that holds seminars, but you went to seminars. Yeah. Do you have any favorite moments from those this year? Um, I would say... You did them all, I think, right? I did all but um, Dean Malenko, just because I had a real-life situation. I was stuck in it and couldn't make it there. But the uh, Arn was fantastic, just picking his brain one of the things he kept saying was you know what he goes i don't pretend to know everything but i could sit there with john cena and put together his stuff with him so i think i might know a thing or two so it was it was a pretty it was pretty cool humbling experience my my favorite thing about the arn anderson uh seminar which i know i said this on the absolution episode was when he got there, he said, for those of you that don't know, my name is Arn Anderson. Like, that was like, awesome. Like, as if everybody that had signed up for this random clinic, you know, for this right. guy they didn't know. But, like, it just shows, you know what I mean? Like, don't carry yourself. You know, that's how this guy's going to carry himself. All of you should always carry yourself like that, too, which yeah. I thought was a very beneficial he, lesson. Every seminar had a different, like, quote-unquote theme to it. Mm-hmm. It goes, Arn's was very much, you know, how putting stuff together worked. Ethan Page's was how to basically just be a good person and also put together a like a match and stuff like that. And then um, Jimmy Jacobs' seminar was about nothing that we had covered in any other seminar. So it was really interesting view of how different people looked at it. And then Glacier's was a whole like a bunch of stuff from the '90s and early 2000s that either if it was techniques or like how the business was then. And it really kind of brought you a really good perspective of how everything flows together. And Mm -hmm. we got a pretty good in one year, we got a pretty good curriculum with Candace and Johnny coming back as well, sporadically helping us and giving us different drills and stuff to work on. And it's been a, it's been a good year. I'm really proud of all the students. We've uh, had tried to take some of the load off Thorn with putting together the shows and, it goes, they've they've really stepped up, and you know myself, Dom, Derek, and Brian are all real proud of them how they've been doing. Yeah, it's like, uh, and that's the thing is like, if they weren't good or ready, you wouldn't be seeing them on so many shows. Yeah, especially AW shows. You know, yeah, the shows have really become more of. A and there are there are sh- them. you know there are shows that are put together just for them. You know, right. like the Music Link shows or the WrestleRager show is a lot of them, which is you know that's that's part of my end of the bargain that I have to hold up, you know, like if they're going to train, I have to give them 
a, you know, a stage to perform on every now and then. Right. I'm not just going to take their money and, you know, that's it. You know, like, uh, you know, are, are those shows going to be up to par with a Mount Carmel show? No, not at all. But, you know, you could see these guys develop from day one. And I think for the AIW fans, faithful fans, I think they really do enjoy being along for the entire ride. Yeah. Of, you know, seeing them develop from day one. But uh, again, you know what I mean? Those shows also don't necessarily do as well or bring in as much money. But that's my end of the bargain. I have to give these guys, you know, a, they have to get their reps in somehow. You know, that's that's part of the perk of training at the AW school. You know, why would you go train at a school where you can't wrestle? You know what I mean? You Learn can't moves or yeah. wrestle or you wrestle another student. 90 times but. you're not gonna you're not gonna learn that way you know like and and a lot of these you know a, another thing is like the majority of these students have all gotten in there at some point with experienced veteran guys for the most part because that's you know that's how you learn you know no, very true my first years i had opportunities that people that have wrestled for 10 years have dreamt of and i owe it pretty much of you know, John and everything he's given myself and all the other students because it's given me opportunities other places as well, not just in Cleveland. Yeah. Although, <coughs> don't downplay that Russell Rager 2 show. No. Because that was, uh, we talk about a year in review, that might have been monumental in 2017. I mean, world, who would have thought, man, worldwide. Fucking <laughs> one of the best ideas one, of 2017. I don't know if it was the best idea, but it was definitely one of, one of his <laughs> best ideas. It was definitely a a much needed, like, fun you know what i mean like fun day for everybody you know we're coming you know we're we're basically coming off of chandler's funeral yeah you know what i mean like a few weeks prior you know so and then we go into we go into absolution so it's like it's like oh my god stress now biggest show of the year stress trying to just compute all that and then it's like russell rager which is just a basically a giant house party uh with a wrestling ring which you know, I think that was needed for. I think everybody needed that day. Yeah, you know, and uh, I don't think that that I don't think that show works with any other fan base in the world but the AW fan base. No, I think it was a great regenerator for all of us. You know, like you said, just to let loose and I mean, kind of blow off steam, and then it I don't know, like it reinvigorated us it was, for the rest of the year. Really, it was just good fun that everyone had from the people that helped put the ring up and hung out all day yeah. to the fans, to us in the back. We got to have fun and relax. And imagine being one of those, imagine being one of those students that hasn't debuted yet. That's like minding your P's and Q's and like, you know, like this is like, then you're like, man, this is what I just signed up for. This is fun. You know, like, right. uh, so I, I think that that created like a lot of camaraderie amongst the newer students as well. Uh, to be like, this is what kind of the stuff you have to look forward to for all the hard work. You know what I mean? That was like that. That was a reward for for everybody. I think everybody needed that day. You know, not only worldwide, but like everybody in the whole. You know, that was there. You know, needed a day like that, and uh, it, it turned out to be a lot of fun. It turned out the guy in the window also needed that day too. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think everybody in that neighborhood needed. Did we that. ever get confirmation that it was a low main or was that like uh, some type of rice dish? No confirmation on it. Worldwide said that guy up and went to Australia, so who he's knows? gone. Oh, so we won't see him next year. <laughs> yeah, man, you never well, know. six months to a year. He said. He said you can get oh, work. Okay. You can get work visas in Australia for real cheap if you're under thirty. The so the guy, guy, maybe guy, guy bounced, re- recast it next year. Uh, dumpster kids, yeah, it was great. And Dukes and Narc, wow, that whole day. We just sit here and recap it again, but whatever. Uh, go back and listen to that episode. Yeah, go back and listen to the Wrestle Rager episode for everything and anything. Um, the year of 2016, we ended kind of in the like with some drama as we talk about backstage uh, things from that standpoint, and that led into 2017 a little bit as well. And somehow a lot of goodness came out of that, and 2017 started to become the year of the captain with Lewis Linden. I don't know. I don't know that anybody, at least the first half of 2017, had a bigger year in AIW than Lewis Linden. I mean, nobody deserves it more. Lewis Linden is the most underrated talent in independent American independent wrestling. Like, yeah, that's really the all that needs to be said about that. You know, like. Uh, that guy should be wrestling everywhere every weekend. He shouldn't even have a real job. You know, he should just be a wrestler, but 
uh, for whatever reason, I don't know, uh, that's not the case. But if you're a promoter and you're not booking Lewis Linden and you listen to this podcast for, you know, all, all sorts of promoters tell me they listen to this podcast for, uh, you know, advice or whatever it is, like, here's my advice. Book, book Lewis Linden. Book Lewis Linden. Yeah. He's the captain of our ship. He'd be the captain of yours. I mean, without Lewis Linden, we don't have Paul Burchill to kick off our 2017 with shows. Yeah, hard to believe that's that's almost been a year already. Yeah, uh, I mean that's you know that just shows you how fast time flies and you know Paul poor Paul Burchill like he had such an amazing performance and then you know Chandler Biggins gets sick and that Paul Burchill performance just gets lost in the shuffle of you know everything else that that happened you know yeah yeah so go back and watch uh, walk the, the plank, plank uh, available on Smart Mark Video. Um, it was, it was bringing up Paul Burchill. We had some, uh, it was like like obscure people, I guess, in 2017. It was kind of a theme, too. We had him, uh, Glacier, came back uh, to wrestling. And then we also introduced people to Tom Lawler. Filthy Tom. Filthy Handsome Tom. Tom. Handsome Tom. Handsome Tom. Handsome Tom Lawler. And so as I talk about Lewis Linden having a big 2017 for us, um, coincidentally, these two Second, square off yeah, December 29th. Yeah, I think you know the second year, second part of 2017 was all about Tom. Tom Lawler, yeah, and I mean, talk about you've talked about it on this podcast before. It's very rare that uh, you meet somebody and you're just like, man, these guys already one of the boys. And with Tom Lawler, of course, alcohol involved too. Instantaneously uh, became one became of the one of the boys. There's John Thorne. Here's all the dates. Yeah, I just gave him all the dates like when I was drunk, you know, <laughs> at the Jalen after party, uh, just because he was having so much fun, and uh, you know, he just adapted so quickly to like everything that we're about, and right. like uh, he just fits in so well. Like, you know, you're not gonna find a, a you're not gonna find a guy, you know, that's not, you know, I, I am a, a hard person to fucking get along with. Uh, and then you fucking throw the cast of characters that surrounds me in there like a worldwide, you know what I mean? Right. Or like even like a Nick Sanko or the Duke or like uh, there's a lot of just like uh, diversity in the w- weirdness that surrounds AIW and uh, Tom Lawler just head first right in the you know right in the deep end of the pool with it all and uh, <laughs> I I don't think anybody has has adapted so quickly to uh, to AIW as a whole yeah I would agree then guy comes out in S and M gear yeah that's a big, that's throwing, a big... <laughs> throwing bones at <laughs> He told me he was feeling horny that day. <laughs> uh, that's what he said. Another another highlight of the of the year was that, I guess. Uh, so this all leads us towards the end of 2017, where we are, and heading into 2018. Um, I guess what's the next move for AIW? We're gonna grow. How big do you want to grow? I believe we can tell people that we're gonna debut in a a new market. Correct. Yeah, you know. I don't necessarily know how big I want to grow. I don't know that I want to grow a lot bigger, you mm-hmm. know, because um, it's barely manageable right now as yeah. it is. Um, and I never think that AIW is going to reach the point to where, like, I can live off of it, you know, like yeah. uh, without without fear, at least. Um, but, uh, you know, I do want to try to debut in a couple new markets and do a couple shows in different places, maybe. Um you know, like, like we were saying with the uh, with with the advancement of uh, of the students and the school, and you know, just uh, we're we're getting we're getting people in these from these new areas, um, and we have a lot of people, you know, a lot of students that are that are debut, you know, that are from different parts, different parts of the uh, different parts of the you know the state, so to speak. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, we will just like Wrestle Rager was, uh, you know, a, a worldwide show. You know, I'm gonna try to do shows where these guys, uh, you know, where some of these guys are from, and you know, debut uh, in markets with their help. And like I was saying, you know, we're trying to set AIW kind of up, uh, like like a like a you know, kind of like a corporation, so to speak. And like I got different guys on the ground doing different things, trying to make different deals happen uh so we will be debuting in akron ohio for the first time ever on march 10th uh at the tadmore shrine with ricky the dragon steamboat 
Wow. Dan? Big news. <laughs> Big news, huh? You pumped about that? Yeah, I'm real excited about that, especially... Steve Guy was speechless at that. <laughs> he was a bit taken aback by that. <laughs> I, mean, I love Ricky Steamboat growing up, man. Ricky, Ricky's been pretty cool to, uh, to have at a show just with all the knowledge and everything he's got. Up at his, up in so his he will be, you know, and the dragon. That's going to be the first show in Akron, uh, and then if it goes well, we're going to do more. It's kind of like a let's see what happens, so sort of thing. And Tenmore yeah. Shrine isn't a small place; it is a big place. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so there's there's big expectations. Yeah. So for those of you that live down more that way, Canton, Akron, and Cleveland's just too far for you to go. Maybe you've watched us on DVD or you've heard about us. We're we're going to be bringing a, a solid show to you. Yeah, right, and Ricky the Dragon lineup. Steamboat. And Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. I guess you know we can, we can almost wind it down on the, on that announcement. You know, we could, yeah. Year in review. The year in review, and we leave, uh, you know, 2017 this for the Friday. most part with, uh, yeah, this Friday, December 29th. Come meet Sid Vicious. Come meet Sid Vicious at Rulers of the World. Psycho Sid. And Thursday, of the world. Thursday, you on got a big Thursday. event. That's right. Yeah. All right. Thursday. Yeah. Come on. I'll out let to, you. You know. I'll let hey, you plug thanks. your own event. Speaking of Akron, come on out to the the Funny Stop. It's actually in Cuyahoga Falls. Uh, it's not so much my event. I'll be there. I'll be doing a. You facilitated stand, it. I'll be doing stand up uh, before. It's an evening with Swaggle. So he'll be storytelling from his days in WWE and probably some stuff on the road. Uh, and then we'll end the show with a Q&A with him. So come on out to that. Tickets are just $10, so that's pretty cheap. Make yourself have a fun AIW weekend, really, Thursday and Friday. So this Thursday, December 28th, roll I'll be there. Me. I will be there. Good. I'll be there. I'll be there for you. Hey, guys. thanks. Good. We'll appreciate the I'll support. I'll even buy a ticket. Wow. How about that? So right. I don't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody else, come on out to that. And then, yeah, join us also December 29th. And... Uh, that's it. And don't forget the the new face of AIW, Nick Gage. <laughs> Fucking right he is. <laughs> <laughs> That's that that in itself explains so much of where where AIW was and went in 2017. We'll uh we'll be back on New Year's Day for for more of this. Absolutely. So we'll uh let you enjoy the rest of your Christmas dinner and your family. Enjoy the holidays and we'll talk to you guys next week for John Thorne and Dr. Dan. My name's Steve Guy. Happy New Year. Thanks.